0: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Tasty Brew Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. My first guest is Alona Powell, a songwriter from Montreal, Canada. We met at the 2019 Folk Alliance Folk DJ Reception in Montreal. She walked up to my table in the Joni Mitchell Ballroom to share her story we discovered an instant connection through, of all people, James Dean. For those who have been regular listeners of my radio show, they know my long history with James Dean through my mother's brother, my Uncle Bobby. It's a small world. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. This is Diana Lynn reporting from Montreal and Folk Alliance 2019. And I'm here with Elona Pell. From right here in Montreal. That's right. So we met briefly at the guest, not the guest DJ, but the folk DJ reception here in Montreal at Folk Alliance. And uh, Ilona presented her CD, and uh, I looked at the picture and looked at the title, and it started this conversation about a farm in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So...
1: Um, Tell me about this farm in Indiana. Well um, it's a song that I wrote um, after seeing a a movie based on uh, the life of James Dean called Life and it basically chronicled um, that ever so famous last visit home to Fairmount, Indiana uh, where Dean took Dennis Stock along to shoot these incredible photos for the for the uh, magazine spread and I was so inspired by the story um, Mainly by the fact that he lost his mother at such a young age which was news to me um, I think he was about ten he nine, was nine years nine, old nine but 10, really huh? what really struck me was the fact that he had to accompany her body back on the train. Uh, when he when he traveled back with his grandmother and uh i'm I'm a mom myself so i think that really really hit home and then uh, the last the last frame of the film um the screen went to black and it said uh, dean died six months later and i didn't realize that either so i just had a real visceral reaction and um it certainly, you know, I hate to hate to use a a, a pun, but it, it struck a chord in a big way, and the song just kind of arrived shortly thereafter. Um I found I found the lyrics just kind of pouring out of me. It was like you were channeling it, the song. It really did feel that way. It really did feel that way because I mean, the first lyric that came to mind was, you know, saw a picture of Jimmy Dean on a farm in Indiana in life magazine. <laughs> I was like, Oh boy, here it comes. Yeah. Just let it go. It's somebody's dictating to me and I'm yeah, just going to take it down. Yeah, word Yeah.
0: Well, um, I'll share with the audience before this uh, conversation starts, you know, the, the strong connection I have with James Dean. I've shared over the years, this, um, connection I had with my uncle, my mother's brother who was born the same time, James Dean. And was a huge fan of his work and of course he's been gone now for 60 years, almost 65 years, Mm -hmm. but... When my uncle passed in 2011, I inherited everything from him. And there's a whole James Dean collection of memorabilia. And we would go to the James Dean run in Fairmont every year. So I've been to the farm. I've been to his grave many times. And I've got several books that I've read about James Dean. So I probably know a little bit more about him than most people just from osmosis by hanging out with my uncle. So when we met, the other day, serendipitously like that, I thought, oh no, this is my Uncle Bobby saying hello. Don't forget about me and don't forget about James Dean. So I really wanted to go into some you know, depth about how you were inspired to write the song and, and, and how it's important to kind of keep those
1: memories alive absolutely. of people like that. And I just want to add that we met a few days after the birth date of your uncle and James Dean, so Mm -hmm. it was like it must have been in the air. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, well, um, let's go into a little bit of your maybe musical DNA, I mean, have you always been a performer, is it in your family, Um, why are you doing this now?
1: Okay, well first of all, my father was a a singer, Uh, he was a Hungarian folk singer, my origins are German and Hungarian, and uh, I think I inherited his love of music and his abilities, Um, he sang in several different languages, he was never a trained musician, he's self-taught. Um, And um, at a very young age, I started singing in the church choir, but it was a folk choir. (laughs) So it was sort of avant-garde ahead of its time, and uh, I got a huge love of harmonies because we were taught, you know, these beautiful different harmonies uh, and how to to harmonize. And of course, there were several guitars, so that's where all of that began, that love of, you know, acoustic music and harmony. So, as I sort of progressed, unfortunately, I never learned any instruments myself, and um, I just always, I was singing as far back as I could remember, and putting on shows, you know, as a kid and in the neighbor's garage and Hey, stuff. kids, let's put on a show. Oh, it was just like
0: all the time. Yeah, we used know. to do that as kids, too, back probably in the late 50s very early sixties. Yeah. I'll never forget it. We would put up little curtains out oh, yeah. in the garage. Sure. And make our family and friends sit in the driveway. And we were in the garage behind the yeah, curtain. Yeah. Yeah. And we would put on little shows, whether it was um we didn't play any instruments. None of us had that kind of talent, but we would lip sync, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. or we would juggle, or we would tap dance. I had my record player with. that
1: I brought everywhere with me, and I had inherited a whole bunch of records from my, my siblings, my older siblings. So, oh yeah, we were set up, and we were we had music, and we were doing the shows. I was, of course, always singing lead. So, so basically, well, somebody's got to do it. That's right. So things evolved from there, and um, I uh, just. I, it was always, always my dream to sing and basically, I, um, I started writing um, at a fairly young age. I think I wrote my first song at the age of nine. I still have it um, and of course, you know, you evolve as you go along and... Um, Did you
0: ever write poetry?
1: No. no. Because I find
0: some songs. songwriters started writing
1: poetry first yeah. Yeah. or verse. And then came to songwriting yeah. later. No, what I actually used to do quite often is because I was sort of a little bit shy, um, I would go off to the backwoods and I would compose these songs, uh, just a little melody and lyric in the, in the woods and sing my heart out because there was nobody there that could hear I'm me. sure
0: there was somebody
1: <laughs> <laughs> And I would just sort of do that. And I did that on a regular basis. And then that sort of evolved, I guess. And then, you know, you're going through your teenage angst and then you start writing all mm-hmm. kinds of things down. And, and it just kind of, Evolved and then uh, in my early 20s, I. No, is this all here in Canada? All here in Montreal. In born Montreal. and bred, always here in Montreal. I
0: am so sorry I haven't been able to see more of your beautiful city, but I have quite the view in my window. <laughs> have,
1: and it's sunny today, so that's. But lovely. everybody
0: I've met is just lovely, like you are, and I hope I, I get to come back sometime oh, Thank and spend you. You have to come back time. in the summertime. Yeah. And now that
1: you know me, well, you yeah. just ring me up and you say, <gasps> hey, I'm fabulous. coming to town and I'll show you around. Well, What's actually, that? back home in Kansas City right
0: now, we've got some Montreal weather going on. They got six inches eight inches of snow it was 58 degrees the day before okay, well, we have to stay here then. yes <laughs> i'll, I'll t- i might just might take you up on that so yeah. it sounds like you come from a background that would at least be supportive of your um talent yes and no, but my, maybe not as a career uh, but, uh, well
1: you see my my parents are Im- immigrants and my father um had to give up his career and was a very unhappy man unfortunately, immigrants from from uh, germany mm-hmm. and from uh, from hungary mm-hmm. uh so no they didn't really have a big understanding and um it wasn't really something uh, that I wanted to share with too many people in my family because it just wasn't Mm -hmm. you know, it was go out and get a job kind of thing you know, which I tried to do and have done over and over again but it doesn't really stick. So So are you doing this full time? I'm doing this full time Are you staying in Montreal? Is
0: there a base of support here for you uh, that you well, can do
1: that. as you may or may not know, um, Montreal and Quebec is primarily French. Mm-hmm. So there, while there is a really great folk community here and there is a great um, music community in general, for me as an English artist, um, to be able to sort of work with people in Toronto to work with people in the States, to work with people across Canada... Um, that there where there's more of an English market uh, is is something that I'm starting to do now you know of course I've raised a family and done all these different things but the focus now is on music and I'm currently working with a producer uh, by the name of Les Cooper uh, in Toronto I had the great fortune of uh, meeting him at the beginning of this whole beautiful James Dean experience and gift that I was given and um, having access to him and collaborating and and working on you know these songs plus uh, an album an upcoming album that uh, we have in mind Um, it's 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 a different environment for me and it's um, it's a it's a good environment it's not necessarily a better one than here but it's it's sort of more receptive Mm -hmm. to an English market and and what I'm trying to accomplish so are you thinking of moving to Toronto no 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 No? my my family's here I still have an 88 year old mother who's here and uh, uh, and a daughter well you know with technology being what it is you can collaborate with people anywhere but I travel I travel to Toronto regularly on the train where all of this happened there was actually a train uh, rhythm built into the song because it was conceived on a train, and James Dean brought his mother home mm-hmm. on a train. So the train figures prominently. And my
0: father spent his entire career on the railroad. Oh
1: my God! <laughs> there you go. He
0: worked for the same railroad his There you go. Okay, so career. this is definitely yeah, about is, the train. About <laughs> I wonder if we could talk a little bit about the support that Canada provides for artists, and if you've been able to avail yourself of that yet, or what's the plan? How does that work? Because well, I think that American artists would be jealous
1: of <laughs> the ability
0: to tap into those kind of resources.
1: Well, there are several programs that exist uh, across Canada. Each province generally has um, has their own program, but there are several uh, programs that are, you know. You know, from the Canadian government, that are across the board, um, and it's fun you should ask because I've actually just applied to um, an organization called Factor, which is the foundation to assist um, foundation to assist uh, artists on recording, I believe, something like that, and uh, for an album grant, and I'm hoping to hear back uh, in February. But um, a lot. Of, uh, of the artists benefit from the Canada Council or from Factor grants, or uh, here in uh, in Quebec uh, there is the French counterpart as well. So there is um, a lot of support, thankfully and luckily, for uh, for the Canadian artists up here, and we're um, we're uh, extremely grateful and and lucky to have that. Uh, and I'm certainly. I certainly have my fingers crossed that uh, I'll get my funding.
0: Well, I I run across in liner notes all the time on Canadian artists that they've received support from one organization or another. Um, But I came to know a couple of artists last year, Blake Berkland and Belle Plain from Saskatchewan, and they were coming through Kansas City. And they shared that their travel expenses or a portion Mm -hmm. of their tour expenses Mm -hmm. were being covered by grant money or or one of these out council. And that's such a huge burden to touring artists. It's just the, the cost of eating every day and mm-hmm. the gas. I mean, they, they're schlepping all this merch around and, and producing merch just so they have something to sell yeah. so that they can get on the road, you know, down the road to the next gig. And if they had the support yeah, uh, or a grant for the touring money, yeah. they wouldn't have to be out of pocket all that money to create the merch
1: that people may or may not really
0: want anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's an interesting
1: yeah, our performing concept. rights organization uh, here in, in Canada, SOCAN, they also provide. It's not so much a grant, but they have um, the Nashville House or the L.A. House. So if you're a singer songwriter or, or a part of SOCAN and you have to head down to L.A., uh, you can technically stay there for free. They have uh, you know accommodations for members. Of course, you have to book in advance and make sure that you're not you mm-hmm. know there when somebody mm-hmm. else is there. But they provide stuff like that as well. And there's there's quite a bit of of support, which is uh, you know really. Uh, really necessary under all circumstances, mm-hmm. but especially uh, these days with the, the changing business. Well, I
0: think that there are there are resources available to American artists, don't get me wrong, that there's nothing. It's just that the scale is so much larger and the the, the pools have become so much smaller mm-hmm. um, that it's just not as available to artists in, in the U.S. as it is to Canadian artists. Did you use... Um, are going to use that we just watched this incredible video a part of the video that is in support of this song about a small farm in Indiana was that was that supported Uh, how did did that happen because it looks very high quality yeah well I was
1: really really fortunate again and just the entire song, the, the project in general, was a complete gift. After I wrote the song, I started thinking hard about the, about the farm and thinking, well, I should, I should find out about the farm and, and take a look. I've never been to Indiana. I have recently, but when I wrote the song, I hadn't. Mm-hmm. And um, in my research, I came across um, the Main Street, the Fairmount Main Street organization. And they basically um, have ongoing fundraising to uh, restore and preserve Fairmount, Indiana, mm-hmm. which is the hometown of James Dean. So I got this incredible idea to uh, partner with them and that um, in doing so, excuse me, was hoping that I would get, um, be able to exchange by putting their fundraiser information on my video, get footage from them from uh, past fundraisers that they've done, and that's what happened. So they were uh, they provided me with all of the footage. That oh my goodness! See here, was just l- a
0: matter of editing it to fit the music exactly.
1: And- as well as, um, I also found a a, a drone. Um, Filmmaker who had also gone down to Indiana and he very graciously allowed me to use the footage as well so um, It was just meant to be a line. It really you know? was I, I can't I can't stress enough what a gift it all was and it, everything just kind of fell into place um, It was it was such a, a wonderful experience and um, So how are you? getting the word out there. I mean, you're, you're here at Folk Alliance,
0: which of course is an industry conference. There's two or 3,000 people here that are all competing for the attention of radio DJs and festival promoters and whatever. I mean, is that... Is that your focus for this conference? Is just getting this song out there, or are you trying to get yourself booked at festivals, or what? What are you hoping uh, to accomplish, and what kind of advice would you give um, an artist like yourself about attending something like this or not?
1: Well, right now, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get uh, uh, the song out. I'm trying to get as much um, uh, airplay, airplay, and just trying to get people um, familiar with the song and and get it, get it. Uh, Known and heard. That's my, my goal right now. Is there now. a
0: radio station in Fairmount, Indiana?
1: <laughs> well, it was
2: played. In, Marion, anyway. It was up.
1: played in Marion, actually. Yeah. yeah, they played it. They were kind enough to do that. And um, a lovely. Uh, I didn't do the interview, but okay. uh, Jim Hayes, the ex president of Main Street Fairmount, uh, spoke uh, glowingly. He's hes my new dad, by the way. Oh. He's adopted me now. So I've got a dad down yeah. in Fairmount. But um, I think um, it's really important to uh, take advantage of. Uh, of any type of uh, conferences or music events that are happening and to uh, speak to as many people as possible uh, to encourage collaborations uh, and to just see what's out there what people are offering and um, there's no substitute
0: for one-on-one like no. this or face-to-face yeah. I mean I'm sure it happens to you as an artist as well you are inundated with email and texting and video and and that kind of data and um how do you sift through it all and how you how do you decide you know who is it that i'm really going to approach mm-hmm. or who do, who's Who's really the person I need to be talking to? Yeah. And unless you're willing to come and put yourself up there at a conference like this, um, I don't know that it's going to happen. Yeah. It might happen faster if you are willing to be open yeah. to something like this. I actually prefer to speak to
1: somebody. I prefer yeah. to look them in it's the eye. It's probably a generational thing, though. Because, it could be. It could know, be. You my,
0: know, my son's not, he's going to be 29, I guess, and it's hard to have a conversation <laughs> with him
1: where he's looking at you because yeah. they've, ra- they've been raised looking at a screen. Yeah. But and, in the industry in general you know and especially you know in in music it's it is it's an emotional experience Mm -hmm. you know so I feel that you know talking to people face to face is well anything that you can
0: do to differentiate yourself Mm -hmm. in a project like this that Mm -hmm. is so subject specific that can help people zone in on something is very helpful I mean I'm always um, intrigued by project um, documentaries or whatever that hone in on a particular historical fact or or person it it just helps helps me focus in on it and really become interested in it so Mm -hmm. kudos to you for for doing this um and i know that you want us to talk about this some more and we can certainly do that but I want to know what's next
1: <laughs> well as what's, I mentioned what's next for us <laughs> what's next for Ilona Powell? Um I have a ton of material and um, basically an album is uh, and I mean again these days you know we say album but it's not necessarily that format that mm-hmm. it'll it'll be released as Uh, With the evolving technology, sometimes it might just be a single a month, depending on, you know, what the best strategy is. But really, it's... Well, we talked
0: about... Were you at the catch and release the other day? No, if it's an EP, just do one song. If it's a full-length album, do up to three,
1: maybe five, but spread it. I mean, it's just such a chess game. But ultimately what's next for me is to uh, continue writing and to continue producing as much of, the, of my material as possible mm-hmm. and to get it out to people. And of course, once I have the new album ready, then you know, to tour and to get a band together, because I don't play any instruments. I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm an instinctive mm-hmm. musician. Mm-hmm. So basically what I do is I create the melody um, along with the lyrics with my voice alone so i have to then pair up with a producer or uh, an arranger or a musician guitar player most most of the time and um we give it the song a basic structure and then we move on from there so i can't go to a coffee house and just you know bring my guitar and play i need to have somebody with me most of the time mm-hmm. all the time so that's part of the process as well as to get that organized well you know what alona There are lots of guitar players out there that would probably be
0: thrilled to have someone that takes over the the burden of what it is you can provide, and they can just play the guitar. Um, Well, it was lovely to meet you, and um, I can't wait to share this information, and the music, and the the art, uh, with my uh, listening audience back in Kansas City. And uh, you're welcome to Kansas City anytime. Thank you. You have a place to stay if <laughs> you ever want to make it down there. Uh, Folk Alliance will be back. Uh, to those that may not know that are listening, it's going to be in New Orleans next year in two, 2020. I can't even believe I'm saying 2020. 2020. Yeah. And then 21 and 22, it's scheduled to be back in Kansas City
2: uh, for two years. Saw a picture of Jimmy Dean On a farm in Indiana, Life magazine In the fields he had come back to see Home to his family The image stayed within my mind Of simple things and happy times When you read between the lines It's not black and white Did he leave his heart In the dirt that day In the ground wherein his mama lay Spoke volumes in what he didn't say On a farm in Indiana On a farm in Indiana that day still be heard in the streets that recognize each step places he never left walking in Times Square on a rainy day with no one there in his grin you see he doesn't care he's far away farm in Indiana, on a farm in Indiana that day. Did he leave his heart in the dirt that day, in the ground where his.